Turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 9, and uh, I'd like to give you a few things out of this passage. First time to Texas, big sky, big sun, heap them hot. <laughs> uh, my mind went back to some of the winters in Alaska and um, witnessing in Alaska, going house to house like we were this afternoon and trying to keep from falling on the ice. And of course, that's the part my wife always hated. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'll take that cool air anytime. Y'all, y'all can have Texas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, my name's Ben Garrison, uh, and I have with me my wife, Jean, if she'll stand. Yeah, most of you have met her. Thank you. And uh, she's, we just had our 37th wedding anniversary. So, uh, and it still works. Grace still works. Amen. And uh, we, we are back on debutation going back to Alaska. We were fortunate enough to uh, serve in Alaska in 93 as summer missionaries, and then back again in 95 to 99, we pastored a church over in southwest Alaska. And then in the, the last year or so, the Lord's been dealing with our heart about going back and starting a church there in Alaska. We're with Tabernacle Baptist Church out of Greenville, South Carolina. And we have our own mission board in our church. The pastor is the head of our mission board, and that's who we give an account to, as well as those churches that support us. So you pray for us, and uh, we're ready to go. I'll tell you after visiting it, we're ready to go back. We're planning on going next summer to uh, uh, stay probably for... A few weeks, maybe maybe a couple, three months. Uh, at this point, we're not sure. We want to determine where the Lord wants us to to plant a church there. Alaska is a big state. Um, three hundred and well, messed up. Five hundred eighty-seven thousand square miles of land. There's six hundred and twenty-seven, twenty-eight thousand people that live over. Uh, the state of Alaska, if you figure that out, that comes out to about one person per hundred square miles of land. Uh, some other things about Alaska, one thing, there's the road system there is not like it is here. Uh, I don't know if you noticed my uh, cards back there. I have, have an airplane on them. And the reason for that is because the way you reach people in Alaska is with an airplane. Uh, You can't just drive to those villages. Now, there's 348 villages scattered over all that territory, and uh, some villages only have a few people in it. Others have several thousand. Bethel, Alaska has something like 7,000 people. Uh, Dillingham, Alaska, where we served for four years, uh, has about 2,500 people in the summertime it inflates to about double that uh, because of the fishing industry that's there. And uh, lots of things I could talk about, uh, Alaska, but the most important thing is uh, Jesus died for those folks up there. Amen. And somebody needs to go and show them the way. 
and teach them the Scripture. So you pray for us. Um, Matthew chapter 9, look with me, verse 36 of this chapter. And reading verse 36 and 37 on through verse 38. And Jesus had been ministering to the people there in this particular place as Matthew gives an account of some he healed, some he cast out devils. He was teaching his disciples as well at this time. And Matthew gives an account of how it affected him uh, uh, here in these few verses. It says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers in his harvest. Would you note just uh, three simple things here. One, in verse 36, you see compassion. The Lord has compassion. Now, it's been demonstrated in my life, and hopefully everybody in this building tonight has experienced the saving compassion of the Lord. Uh, the reason I'm saved tonight is not because I was looking for God, but because He was, had compassion on me and He was seeking for me. I can take time to give my testimony. I should have been serving the Lord way before I ever was, but I got saved in 1974. Matter of fact, just had a uh, in May, my 30th anniversary of being saved. But to make a long story short, folks, I had, I had determined I was going to walk my way, and God sought me out, and a missionary, missionary came to me on the streets. After I'd been to church, and after I had determined I wasn't going back to church, I didn't want to have anything to do with church, I didn't want to have anything to do with God, but the Lord sent someone on the streets. I got saved on a car lot one May afternoon, 1974. Anyway, it's because of compassion. The Lord has compassion. You notice that He looked on the multitudes. You know why a lot of us don't have compassion? Because we don't look. We, you know, Jeremiah said it in Lamentations. He said, His eye affected His heart. If we start looking at the condition of people, I know I was. Uh, uh, we were handed out tracks earlier, uh, John and I, and, and this one, the last one I talked to, he was going mumbling, yeah, 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 and and I don't know what his problem was, but I know he didn't have what he needed for eternity. And you know, as 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 I was trying to talk with him, and 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 he was just kind of closing the door and drifting back. He didn't want to hear. Did you know that sinners oppose themselves? I realize that, but you know, we've got to have compassion. Notice something else in verse uh, thirty-seven. You see concern. Well, Jesus looked upon the multitudes. He had compassion because they were scattered abroad. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers. Or few. He was concerned that there wasn't enough laborers. Boy, I tell you, there's enough lost folks, uh, but there just ain't enough laborers. We get hot, we get sweaty, we get cold. But you know, uh, 
we still got to stay at laboring for the Lord. Uh, and then you notice in verse 38, uh, you see a command. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that He will send forth laborers into His harvest. You know, we give the gospel out. In reality, we can't save anyone. I can't save nobody. You can't save anybody. It's the Lord's work, though. It's His harvest. It's not an option. A command's not an option. Now, I know there's uh, lots of soldiers here. I've talked to some of you. Some of you have spent your whole life in the military, and that's great. That's wonderful. I remember the first time I understood a real command. I was inducted into the Army in 1966, and I hadn't been 200 miles away from home. Ended up in Heidelberg, Germany for a couple years. But I remember some things about that experience in the military. I remember what a command was. They put us on a bus from the induction center in Charlotte, North Carolina, and shipped us to Fort Jackson. It was in February, and I, w- I didn't take enough clothes, I'll be honest with you. And it was cold that February. And, and they put us on a bus, a whole bunch of us. If you don't know what bunch means, that means a lot. whole bus full. They drove us right up at this this military base that I'd never been on. And, and when we drove up there, they stopped that bus, and there was a line of sergeants standing there. Remember, I hadn't been two, 200 miles away from home, and I'd already wanted my mommy. And uh, we looked at each other, and I was thinking, I wonder what them guys want. Well, I learned what a command was that day. Because one of them jumped on that bus, and you know what he said? Any of you fellas want to stay here for the night? we got good accommodations. No, he didn't say that. He said, get off my bus! (laughs) Here we are, frightened and all that. I hadn't been away from home. Boy, you're talking about scrambling. You know, there wasn't anybody that said, hold it up your hand and said, uh, uh, Sergeant, could you give me just a minute before we get off of this bus? i I got to talk to my buddy here about what we're going to do when we get off of this bus. No, there wasn't any of that going on. Buddy, we got off of that bus. We learned right quick what a commandment was. This thing about laboring for the Lord and winning souls, folks, it's not an option. It's a mandate. It's a command. And you fellas know what a command is. You go ahead and you do it anyway. Thank the Lord God has given us something that touches His heart. You know, souls touches the heart of God. And what, what I'd like to see one day is when we sit down at the marriage supper of the Lamb, look across the table and see someone that I've helped get there because somebody came to me would you pray for us and and that god would open the doors for us to go back where he's called us to and that's the state of alaska thank you